What's up, Joes, and welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and Rafael Chidez back with you once again. What up, brother? What's going on, Jeff? Not shit. Listening to fucking Sabbath, bro. Yeah, fucking sick, dude. Motherfucking Sweet Leaf. Mm. One of my favorite Sabbath songs. I have, uh... I got two Sabbath albums. I'm not sure exactly which one's on my phone. Because I carry the MP3s. I'm not the Spotify guy. I just Right. I, I have, I've said it on here before. I have a huge library of music. So I just, every so often, I just throw it on there, delete some stuff I don't like, and keep whatever I like. It's because my cousin left me with so much shit. That's what's up, dude. That is what's up. You remember when you are like, uh, you should get into the Deftones, and I'm like, I, ha- I think I have almost all of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, Sabbath, uh, dude, Sabbath was the first concert I ever went, well, the first concert that I count, because, like, we used to have this festival in Muskegon that would get, like, bigger, older bands and, like, maybe one current day band, but, like, my dad worked for that shit, so I didn't really count it, I, but I went to a lot of concerts, like, I saw a ton of people back in the day there, fucking, that's fucking sick, though, you got to see Sabbath, dude, that, yeah, that's my sister, everyone should see, I've never seen it, but, 1999, the second leg of the reunion tour, which sucks because I wish it would have been the first because I know what I got to see him with Pantera and the Deftones. But, uh, yeah, 1999, summer of, yeah, going into my sophomore year, my sister took me to see Black Sabbath. Great was... debate, Jeff. Great debate right here. Okay. The great debate in rock and roll, heavy, heavy roll, or heavy metal rock and roll. All right. Uh, Sabbath or, or Zeppelin? If you Number one. For for metal, Sabbath. Sabbath? For for metal, absolutely Sabbath. Well, like, back in the day, because Zeppelin was considered heavy metal. Now it's considered, like, classic rock. Or just, like, rock and roll. And it really isn't heavy metal. I consider them much more just, <coughs> like, heavy blues rock and roll. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a lot more... Not just metal. They got some heavy songs, but that's not their, that's Where not their thing. Sabbath just heavier than people at the time. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, and I mean, like Sabbath started off as a band. They were fucking Earth. God damn, this OG KB is delicious. Holy shit! Yeah, I saw, I saw the bags they had. They yeah. were nice and bright clean and nice yeah. and fluffy. Just got back from yeah, the no, caregivers. But, but but Sabbath is is metal. Metal is. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, they were the first band to to drop down and drop into D. And play down tune shit. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like the tri note, the the forbidden note, the devil's tone mm-hmm. was the fucking Black Sabbath. Yeah, you got to tune your guitar different, right, to play fucking yeah Sabbath. Yeah, you got to drop the the low string down to to D, so it's be instead of E A D, your your heavier strings, it's D A D. You got to be a musician because you got to know the fucking music progression for that and. How cores go just to fucking be able to function with a different kind of tune string. Yeah. Well, I'm figuring but out I, just I, making bar chords instead. Yeah. I, I love me some some Sabbath, but I've I've always been a huge Zeppelin fan. I've grown huge. to appreciate Zeppelin more as I got into my late teens and early twenties. <laughs> like especially like my my twenties is where I really learned my appreciation for for Zeppelin. But I still, 
like Zeppelin is amazing, but for me, Sabbath is. Yeah, you seem like the he- like a little bit heavier, uh, heavier metal kind of guy than me. I just like the grooves, though. Like the the shit that I mean. Don't get me wrong, John Bonham and John Paul Jones, a okay, but Geezer Butler and Bill Ward, like that is a fucking dynamic duo for a rhythm section. Like, Geezer was doing some shit on the bass that motherfuckers weren't doing. Yeah, no, that shit sounds demonic, dude. It's heavy as fuck. It it, it makes you want to fucking bang yeah. your fucking head. Well, the only other dude really um, that I can that I think was doing not just like staying in the pocket and playing simple bass grooves, but like innovating on the bass. Besides, like some of the stuff that Geezer did would have been like John Entwistle from the Who. John Entwistle was a phenomenal fucking bass player and he wasn't just filling in you know the groove with like the simple one string bass note he's fucking hitting all four strings and all over the goddamn place yeah and whistle was a fucking animal dude i tried to get into playing bass when i was a kid i just wasn't dedicated i think if youtube was around and as prevalent as it is today where i could get lessons is easy you know what fuck it i was just lazy you know why make excuses i just didn't put enough time or effort into it i had books I bought the things, and I learned how to play the songs that I wanted to learn how to play. My, yeah. Like the, yeah. But it, it, but the thing is, I wasn't learning the notes, and I was just learning the positioning of my fingers. Um, and, you know, maybe that was the first step, and maybe I would have jumped from there to the next thing, but, you know, I just didn't. That's kind of how I learned to play guitar. Like, mm-hmm. I never really learned how to play notes, but I learned how to play songs, and then, like, you know, t- obviously tablature was huge where it tells you what fucking fret to put your finger on, on what string yeah. and shit like that. So that was obviously huge in, in my youth of learning how to play the instrument. But yeah, I never learned. Yeah, I, dude, I love music so much. I Every time you call <laughs> me, right, I'm fucking blasting music. Hell I got to yeah. turn it down. I got to turn it off. <laughs> it gets know? me in the mood. I, every time I podcast with these guys too, I, I put on some fucking... Something I want to listen to, or if we're just chilling, we're listening to music. Yeah, music, obviously, music's been a huge part of my life, too. Well, yeah, you're fucking biffy. But even, player. you know, that's only been the last six and a half years of my life, but I grew up a, a, a disc jockey's kid. You know, my dad okay. was my dad was in radio, so that's where it really came from. Like, I grew up around, especially, like, he, he was in country when I was real little, which I hate. But uh, most of my life, he worked at a, at an oldie station. You still hate it? Oh God, I, I like I like Outlaw Country. You know, yeah, Johnny Cash and yeah. Merle Haggard and uh, you know stuff like that. Um, you want you want some lyrics? You don't want just the uh, because you know they got some they they could play the guitar and they you know yeah they could put they could compose a song, but the lyrics are just bland and Hank Williams. It's like Senior it's like hip hop. Yeah. Well, now. Like, so, some of these beats are good. I like some of these beats. It's country just... country today, all it is is pop music with a fucking southern twang to it. Like, that. that's it. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. It's crap. It, it's just overproduced music. It's just catchy pop songs with a country fucking flip to it. Like, it's not country music. <laughs> like, because I, I actually, it's funny, because I, I hated Mexican music growing up. And then as I got older, I, I got into it, and I kind of started liking it. Like, I don't, I, even, I don't even mind, like, 
Garth Brooks country music. Yeah. Like some of his stuff's pretty good. My mom was a really big Alabama fan, so like I don't mind them either. But my preference of of country is like yeah, like I said, uh, Johnny Cash, Hank Williams, Senior and Junior. If I have to listen to something, but I I don't really like to listen to country music. Period. That's like country rock though, too, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that's, it's that's outlaw. It's outlaw yeah. country. Yeah, it's just dirty shit. Outlaw country, like in uh, Archer. Charlene, uh, yes, Charlene, Charlene, I'm not yeah. country. <laughs> yeah, she kept yelling that all day. <laughs> God, I love Archer. That's such a good yeah. fucking show. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching some episodes. <laughs> Pam on the coke all the time. Oh my and then God, one, yeah, uh, cocaine pudding. Season. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. Oh, some good shit. I listen to some like uh, I don't think it would be considered country, more bluegrass. Uh, Honey, Honey from. JRE, JRE yeah. I really like them. I really dig them. They're really Bluegrass great. is pretty cool. We have um, we have a pretty big like folk and bluegrass festival uh, about two hours from here every year. It's called Wheatland, and it's it's kind of a big deal. Like a lot of people go to that fucking thing, and I went and tripped my balls off on mushrooms, but I had a good time. <laughs> now, bluegrass is cool as shit. Yeah, I can get down with some bluegrass. I saw a a band. They were called um, Hayseed Dixie, and you can look them up on on YouTube. They're a fucking like they do bluegrass covers <laughs> of ACDC songs. I think I've seen it. A Thunderstruck. That's a different band. Okay, but yes, they were this was they were doing this shit back in like. 2002 2000 like that that long ago but yeah that there is a video going around now of somebody <laughs> but i think they were inspired by hasty dixie or hasty dixie changed their names i'm not sure yeah that video snapped yeah it did yeah it did that's how you make it nowadays man you do a cover song i saw this video i posted a couple of weeks ago and it's this kind of like southern rock band. They're called uh, Blacktop Mojo. <laughs> and it was two members of the band. They're in this uh, distillery, whiskey distillery in um, Texas. And this place has just got gigantic. Like part of the building is this old abandoned factory. And it's got these gigantic fucking ceilings, like super high ceilings. And the singer and the guitar player do a cover of uh, In the Air Tonight. And it's fucking awesome. It's really good. Really fucking do you, good. Do you play guitar anymore when you uh when you're up there you just rap? No, I just rap. I haven't played guitar, like really played guitar in years. My old roommates used to have some acoustics and like I would sit around and fuck around, but I was never very good. Like not good enough where I would want to play out, I think. I, I tried to start little garage bands, but they never really worked. Never worked out. Yeah, I think my cousin's plan was to have me play bass, and it just never worked out for him. You fucked it up. Yeah, I fucked it up for him. I'm sorry, Jesus. My cousin's Jesus as well, and my co-host was Jesus. Not the sorry, same cousin guy. Jesus. No, not the same guy. Has Jesus come and got his fucking present yet? No, but it's in the closet. I put it in the closet. I see it. Oh, now that you said it, I can see it. Oh, yeah. Look, it's over there now. Yeah, it was over there. Get shit out of here. I need my desk. <laughs> Man. I have a bunch of desks, but I'm like, fuck it. It's just staring me in the face. Jesus, you're fucking up, bro. No, he was uh, he was supposed to come, but I think he passed out after work. And yeah, then that was a couple I of weeks ago. 
Yeah, and I invited him over for the Royal Rumble, but he's like, oh, I already told some other dude I was going to go. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to play video games and watch uh, and watch the Royal Rumble then. Where was he at and, for the uh, fights last weekend? He doesn't watch fights. Oh, he that's right. I fights. forgot. Jesus is the WWE guy. Yeah, he's a WWE guy. That's he right. was watching a lot more fights when we first started this, and then he just yeah, he stopped doing the podcast. So he's like, fuck it, I'm going to watch fights anymore. <laughs> but, uh, nope, still got his gift here. Hopefully he comes... I'm going to see if he he should be free tomorrow. It's Friday. I'll hit him up after I take my mom out to eat for her birthday. Step your game up. I'll check my birthday tomorrow. No, it was, uh, when was it, Tuesday. I didn't tell you, right? I was the only one that remembered it was her birthday out of my dad and my brother. <laughs> my mom's yeah. birthday was on Wednesday. Yeah, so I got props. That's what's up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good for you. I wish my mom a happy birthday. Yeah, yeah. I, I came into the house from work, and uh, my brother was sitting on the couch. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's here talking with her because it's her birthday. Nope. And then I'm like, happy birthday, Mom. And then she's like, oh, thanks, you remembered. And then my brother just had the, like, the, oh, shit, it's her birthday today? Fuck. Yeah, and then my dad got home. He forgot, too, so. Yeah, <laughs> I got points. <laughs> yeah, look at you being the hero. Yeah. And then tomorrow I'm going to take her out to eat. There you go. Where are you going to take yeah. Mom's to? Um, she likes ribs, so I'm gonna take her out to a nice rib spot, maybe the pit or uh, Famous Dave's. She likes Famous Dave's too. Famous Dave's. We used to have one in Muskegon. We can't have nice things. <laughs> we can't have. Nice things. <laughs> I love me some Famous Dave's. It's always packed. I'll see what I think the pit is. Yeah, Famous. She Dave's. wants ribs. The pit's pretty good too. I used to love Famous Dave's, man. Them cornbread muffins. Yeah, it's just everything there is so good, so it always gets packed, and it's hard getting a fucking table. And the pit is good too. It's really good, except. Not a lot. A lot more people don't go there, so probably might go for the pit. There you go. <clears throat> Ooh, yeah, she's cool with that. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, she's getting ribs. That's all she cares about, right? Yeah. So, <clears throat> I was talking to you about this, and and we forgot to bring it up on Tuesday because we were both really high and had a bunch of other shit to talk about. What? Um, what? Us? Never. Never. <laughs> Um, after we recorded Thursday night, it was, what is it? It was either Friday or Saturday. It was made official that Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic were going to coach tough and then fight at UFC 226 in July or two. Yeah. Yeah. 226 in July. And, um, it brought out, it, it brought some concerns up with, with Mr. Dempsey and him and I had a conversation about it. And he made some good points that I think some other people may be thinking about. But um, let me find our, our conversation. But he was basically, he he talked about how it really is going to, like, plug up a bunch of the divisions with having three championship fights all being champion versus champion of two different weight classes. And, I mean, he also, at, at the beginning, forgot that the pay-per-view was at the very beginning of the month in July. So uh, that that kind of brought some things back when I when I mentioned that to him. But, he was, you know, he's like, well, that's going to take away. You're plugging up six divisions, six titles. You're putting three of them all on the same card. What are you going to do in September and October? Which Which is a really valid point. Yeah. But like I said to him, the, the the first thing I said, you know, was like, it's really early. Some of these guys can do some quick turnarounds if they wanted to. 
Um, yeah. I think the only one that would kind of really be plugged up would be uh, Bantamweight TJ's. But, well, here you go. So, not really. No, exactly. So this is that was the other thing I said to him. I was like, well, if you really think about it, in these six divisions, like let's break it down because I started this with you, and that's why I stopped the conversation yeah. off air because I wanted to save it for these points for on air. So, like I said to you, 125, who is a clear-cut number one contender? At 125? Yeah. Or 220? 125. At 125? Nobody. Nobody. So, because he's beating everybody. Not to say no, like, people no, no, like no. shitting on that division. I I really like the 125 division. I think it's a strong division. Oh, I, do I think too. Mighty Mouse is just that good. That's it. I, I, the same thing. Like if Mighty Mouse wasn't there, John Dotson would have been a champion at some point. Uh, Joseph Benavidez probably would have been a champion at some point. Yeah. Um, Henry Cejudo could could have competed with either one of those two for a title. I don't, you know, he, I think he could have maybe beat Dotson uh, as he's improved enough. But, or not Dotson, but uh, Benavides. I thought he beat him when they fought before. Um, but, like, you know, you got the young guys like Sergio. There's a lot of different guys that could have held that, Horiguchi, that would have held that title Yeah, had Demetrius not been there. So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely not a knock on that division. It's just he has beaten everybody. Yeah. So not plugging up 125. 135. There's an argument for the rematch with Cody, but Cody got knocked the fuck out. He did get knocked out because there's that argument too, which is a good argument. And then Dom and Jimmy Rivera are fighting each other coming up, so that's going to sort itself out. I still I, I want to see that fight now that they were talking about it. <laughs> right. It I want to see that fight too. So, yeah. again, no real clear-cut number one contender not holding yeah. up a weight class. Uh. Women's bantamweight. Who's really that Amanda hasn't already beat? I I would say Cat, but I know she's had issues, and I'm not even sure if she's clear to come back in. That's it. Well, Cat, that that's okay. So there you go. Cat Cat could if she was cleared and ready to go. Argument. Maybe she's got a fight coming up. I think I, I think she does. Right. She does have a fight coming up in a few weeks because we were talking about it going okay. through some of the cards. So okay, so she's but already. I, I know she had trouble. Like uh, she's coming back like, off an injury. Yeah. Okay, she hasn't fought in a while. I don't think she's yeah, fought because I know she hadn't been cleared for some reason. I just didn't know why. So, so there's really nobody at 135. At 145, that's a joke. They're just throwing shit at Cyborg. Yeah, there's not. There's no division there. So. Right. So that's not holding and, up. And Cyborg is, was making some great points. There's a lot of girls that aren't fighting at 135 because they're just not giving the opportunity. Why not make two two 135-pound girls go uh, go fight at 135? That They're a 145. That's a 145-pound fight. And then slowly but surely, you build up that division. Yep. You don't necessarily have to make them fight Cyborg. I don't think they're planning on re-signing her, so they don't really care. She's going to jump to Bellator. They don't, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure maybe they want to keep her around, but I don't think they're really going to actively try. I, I don't think they're going to fight Bellator for her. She's, that sucks, man. She, I mean, it does. I'm not. I, I would like to see them build this division around her and bring in people like Megan Anderson. But the thing is, though, is like a lot of the girls that aren't signed to Bellator that are in Invicta, she's already beaten up. Yeah, that too. So, but yeah, so 145 is not being clogged. Uh, 205, Gus is there and, and probably is the deserving one of the next title shot. 
Jimmy Manawa thinks he is too, but but no. we've already seen but we've already seen Gus and, and DC fight. Yes. And it's probably gonna happen the same way again or pretty similar. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So uh there, that there's the big reason why that fight's happening between Stipe and and him, and the same thing at heavyweight. Well, Stipe's beating everybody at heavyweight. That's that's what I'm saying though. Besides Kane, but Kane is just yeah. now getting back into exactly. the swing of things. So who at heavyweight is is a deserving clear cut number one? Nobody. So why not do the fight instead yes. of having your champions be idle waiting for contenders? Have them fight, and then some of these guys can do a quick turnaround or, you know, turn around in six, eight weeks and fight again. And they need ratings right now like crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like... This is perfect. Beginning of July, International Fight Week. So you have the whole rest of July, all of August. That's two months. Eight weeks. There's seven weeks before somebody can go back into camp. And we've seen quicker turnarounds. So... Yeah. <laughs> a lot of these guys are going to be fine to turn around and fight in September and October. And once I said that, like Ryan, and the fact that I pointed out that it's the beginning of the of July, you know, like I said at the beginning of this conversation, like it clicked it. But it was just, <clears throat> it was something I meant to bring up Tuesday because it, we didn't talk about it. And it was kind of an interesting perspective. Yeah, we totally fucked it up. Yeah, we got high as shit and forgot to talk about it. Yeah, whatever. That's what we do. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> face to face, couple of silver spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know why I know so many goddamn TV theme songs. It's bad. Like, it it, it happens at work a lot. Cause my well, you just start... Singing jingles, well, TV jingles. My boss, my quote unquote boss, my my supervisor, who is of my friend, him and I like bust out into shit all the time. Growing pains theme song, all the time. <coughs> oh, <coughs> by God, he's dead! By God, by God, <laughs> they killed that man. Some Jack Hare over here. <laughs> Jack will get you. Yep. Jack will get you. Uh, yeah, but no, these t- I, I'm really excited to see these title fights. These uh champion versus champion fights. Um <coughs> but doom. The I'm more too. the better. I think they're gonna be great fights. Yeah. They're interesting. They're high fucking level fights because a lot of these guys have shown that they, they, well, they've cleaned out the division. They've beaten everyone that you've put in front of them. So now, well, excluding John Jones for DC, but still. Well, it gives three champions the opportunity to drop, or in, in one case, drop down, and in two others, go up and possibly get another championship. Yeah. And it gives the incumbent champions of those weight classes the opportunity to say hey i i beat one of, i beat there's a 205 for a reason yeah well and like for for dj to cement his legacy even more even though yeah. what what more does he need to cement his legacy of being the all-time fucking winningest champion but hey i also 
beat the 135-pound champion. That one's interesting. That one's really interesting. That one's going to be a high-skill level fight. That's going to be a really good fight. It's going to be a really good fight. It's going to be interesting. Mighty Mouse, can he use that that high-level top-pressure game that he uses? He's going to have to be the speedier guy, and I'll point him. I don't think he finishes Dillashaw. I don't think he's – if he does finish Dillashaw, it would be by submission. He's not knocking him out. Yeah. I don't think he – the thing is, I don't think he can hold him down to submit him. I don't – I. I'm questionable on it. I mean, TJ is a really high-level wrestler. Yeah. And I would say, like, he, he I, I was going to be like, he's really heavy, but he's not heavy boxing. He likes mixing it up. He likes throwing kicks. He's be like, he can work on that front leg, but I don't know, man. He likes he likes throwing kicks out there a lot, but too. But it's hitting Mighty Mouse is the problem. Yeah. I mean, like like I was just telling you, I, I watched – the Ray Borg and Mighty Mouse fight last night, and it was what? Ray Borg had twelve punches landed by the fourth round, fifth Damn. round of the fight, something like that. Yeah. And I'm not saying D, uh, TJ's slow. It's just no, no. I know what you. I know DJ's faster. Like, yeah. Like look at Mayweather. Look how much faster he is than everyone. And and TJ's a has got speed. In his punches and his footwork, like I think he's one of the quicker guys at 135. I think Dom Dom moved better in his footwork as far as being able to evade, but I think TJ is a faster um, striker. If that makes sense, but I, I don't think, think I don't think he's faster than. I don't think he's a. I don't think he's faster than Mighty Mouse, though. Yeah, that's not I what I was saying. But I'm yeah. just saying he he's not slow by any stretch of the imagination. No. I think the footwork's really going to be the <laughs> so fast on getting out of there. Mighty Mouse is. It's going to be a battle of fucking two really high level, not even not just high level fighters, but high level fucking coaches. Yeah, Dwayne Dwayne Lund- and uh, and fucking- Matt Hume. Can't wait, dude. Yeah. We got a while. We got to get through this motherfucking <laughs> cold. We got to get through this cold bullshit. Ah, man. I feel like ripping off my shirt right now like Hulk Hogan and excitement. Don't. Your nipples ah. are going to get hard. It's going to get... It's way too cold, brother. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit too cold for that. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll bust your camera <laughs> with your nips. <laughs> yeah. <Diamond heart> <laughs> no, dude. It's fucking cold, man. What the hell's going on? <clears throat> Well, we got tricked. January was nice, and yeah. then February hits, and boom. <laughs> it's like I said, February reminded us that we're still in winter after we had early spring in January. Goddamn. Did Punk's to Tony Phil come out yet, or what the fuck's going on with that shit? I don't know, man. I didn't pay attention to what happened today on Groundhog's Day. Is it the 2nd or something like that? Or tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know why I know his name. <laughs> From the movie Groundhog's Day. No, you know why I know his name from uh, Bam Margera. Bam? Yeah, I was yeah, just saying Bam Margera. Ah, oh, dude. <laughs> the Ponxy Tony episode. Poor, poor Bam. Have you seen him lately? Yeah, dude, he's a mess. He is, yeah, he is fucked up. 
alcoholic. I don't know what else he's addicted to. He's crazy. Well, he's always been crazy, but he's like crazier. He's like super depressed now. Dude, well, yeah, Ryan's fucking death took a toll yeah. on that dude. Fucked him up. Fucked him up. I mean, he was already pretty drunk and into drugs before that, but. That right. was really sad to see because I remember growing up watching that show and liking that show a lot. Viva the band with Don Vito and shit. Yo, yeah. get me out of here. Hey, yo. Yeah, Vito Scalapini. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Phil. I loved Phil. Yeah, it was a shit, man. He would attack his dad all day. Yeah. Yep. Those goddamn Can't Kill Yourself videos. Oh, dude, I love I loved some CKY songs. Yeah. Yep. Me too. 96 Quite Bitter Beings, that song is fucking raw as shit. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah. It's a good fucking guitar riff, man. Yeah, dude. I'm going to listen to that after this. <laughs> yeah, me too. That I mean, that, that whole album was really good. Yeah. CKY is a good band. Yeah. Jess is a good drummer. Heavy. He's a solid drummer. It was uh, Bam's brother, right? Was a guitarist? No, Bam's brother's the drummer. Jess. The drummer? Okay. Yeah, the singer is... I used to think that's who it was, but then if you look at Bam and Jess side by side, you, there's no way they're not brothers. Well, back in the day, at least. <laughs> Do you remember the uh, heavy metal alarm clock? Yes. Bam came in and played the guitar and was punching, punching him in the head. Yeah, as he was yeah. stroking down on the guitar. That was some of the funniest TV of all time. <laughs> Bam did a lot of fucked up shit to his dad. Yeah, dude. I would have killed Bam if he would have done that shit to me. Me too. I don't know how his parents put up with that shit. I don't know either. Money. Yeah. April. April. Money. April's a goddamn saint. <laughs> Do you remember when they painted everything blue for... Fuck. Phil, dude, I remember every episode of that fucking show. <laughs> I had. Hey, Phil, what's your favorite color? Blue. blue. Why? Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> or when they built the skate ramps in the house. Oh yeah, and everything was just a fucking skate ramp. And April and Phil come home, and Tony Hawk's like skating in their fucking house. Yeah, and then it's raining, and they put up tarps, and they're yep. still skating. They're just shredding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he brought Turbo Negro to play in the. Uh, in the living room, mm, where they were all—is it the the band that was all like uh, dressed up? Yeah, yeah. And they and Phil had to go pick them up, and they were all like fucking. In no, shit. no, that's Guar. Oh, that was Guar, right? That was yeah. Guar. No, um, that was like early like season when he they did the uh, don't feed Phil episode. Okay, is that where he had to pick up Guar? No, Guar was later. That okay, was, that was like towards the end of Evil Bam, I think. No, this is like season one. When where he had to pick up Turbo Negro. Yeah, he didn't have to pick him up. They no, were, he had to f- he was they just Bam brought him back to the house and they played in the living room when uh for Phil's celebration when he could finally eat again and then they fed him a bunch of fucked up shit. Okay, now I remember. Their singers Bam name. came out with like a top hat yeah. and like, his eye was colored. Yeah, he paint that because that's what uh uh Hank from Hell, the lead singer. That's what he wears and does. Okay. He wear, does like eye makeup around his eyes and a design yeah, and then a top hat. They're feeding him hoagies, right? They're like stabbing yeah. him in the face like hoagies. Yeah. <laughs> now I remember it. Now I remember 
I loved that show. Yeah. It was an epic show. It was funny. Is it on Netflix? I think it was on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's on there anymore. It's not anymore, no. I don't it's I don't think it's on Hulu either. I bet I could find it at the disc repay for like ten bucks, like both seasons. Probably. Or like no, there's a ton I don't know there's even like how many five of them. I think. I think it's yeah, five. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait, there's more than two seasons. Yeah. I used to have them all, but I lost like season one, I think. I think somebody stole it. I need to get a uh, fucking Wild Boys. That's probably the best one. <laughs> I never got into Wild Boys. I mean, no? I, I would watch episodes of it, but it wasn't something I watched continuously like I did Viva La Bam. Dude, some of the shit they did was so retarded. Oh, yeah, I know. They did some stupid, crazy, dumb shit, but like, I liked Pontius and mm-hmm. I liked Steve O. Because I used to watch Jackass, but I liked the Viva La Bam crew more. <laughs> so I just always, that was just the other one I watched. I picked over the other. No, Wild Boys were just crazy. Vito. Just fucking with animals. Vito, man. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, playing around with animals and getting fucking chased by shit. And Manny fucking Puig would have to save their ass. Yeah. <laughs> and now Steve-O's like a animal activist. Yeah, Steve-O got his shit together. Yeah, he got shit. Well, not really. He's getting choked out by Tim Kennedy and dropped on his head. He's getting money though, right? Yeah, but he's not doing drugs anymore. Yeah, at least that. But still, he's still taking like that was a nasty blow to the head. Tim Kennedy kind of got him in a rear naked choke, picked him up. Steve O passed out, and Tim Kennedy just let go. And Steve O just went straight down and fucking clunked his head on the floor. When the fuck was this? Like in this past year. What? That 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 was at the end of a show. He was doing that. What the fuck? He got burned recently too. Yeah, I mean, I didn't say when I when I said he got his shit together. I mean, he got off drugs. He wasn't gonna die. Yeah, okay. I didn't mean I didn't mean he changed his life and he's not doing dumb shit anymore. I just meant the motherfucker is sober. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he was he was crazy on drugs. You're right on that fuck one. Fuck yeah, dude. But he he's... was he was inhaling duster and doing nitrous and shit. But that seems like the fucking the. I don't know. It like fucks he was with doing your, really crazy shit. Yeah, it fucks with your brain though. Yeah. But you would think that's why he was doing the crazy shit, but nope, he's still doing it. No, he just likes doing crazy shit for attention. But yeah, he cool. was drinking and doing drugs for the pain. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant when I said Steve O got his shit together. He got off the drugs. Yeah, speaking of getting our shit together. <laughs> let's breathe. Yeah, we got a little sidetrack talking yeah. about jackass. <laughs> well, the jackass crew. I mean, we did talk some MMA. We we broke down yeah. that. We broke down the the reason why two twenty six is a good idea, and it doesn't really hurt anything. That took like ten or fifteen minutes. We're only thirty five minutes into the show. It's fine. It's no big deal. Saturday night from. Bellum? Belim? Belim, yeah. That's what, Bali. I fi- that's what I figured. Belim, Brazil. Brazil, my friend. Hey, why you no push Brazil? You got to push advanced position, my friend. <laughs> Jiu-jitsu. Pass the guard. Yeah. You got to sweep. Caesar sweep. <laughs> Leoto Mochita, ranked number 13, is taking on Eric, your boy, Anders, who is the heavy favorite? 
Hey, first of all, fuck you, Eric Anders, with your fucking spelling <laughs> stupid name. <laughs> you gonna throw a Y in there for no fucking reason? Like, hey, take out that I, throw a Y in there. I'm gonna be different. No, you're just a jackass. You mean take out the Y and you throw the I in there? Yeah. No, he's got a Y in there, in his name. Yeah, for in ya, but not in boy. Oh, and then he's got your boy. As oh, his name is name Eric. Yeah, no, that's his parents. That's not his fault. Right, because you can change it. I Fuck thought you him. were talking about his nickname. Yeah, and then he's got your boy. <laughs> no, that's even stupider. Yeah, like, this whole time I thought you were making fun of his nickname. No, that's that one's even more dumb. That one's <laughs> your boy. Say, so Eric's not his fault. His parents picked that shit. He nah, picked. He's gonna be. He picked your boy. Wasn't this guy like a linebacker or something? He's a big dude. He's a big motherfucker. He's a big dude. Your boy's a big dude. Fighting out of Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, I would say probably. He's 30 years old. They were mentioning that in the in the couple of fights I was watching of his. <clears throat> nah, there was nothing too crazy about Eric Anders. We all know Machida, but... I don't think a lot of us know. I didn't know too much about Eric Anders. I remember the the Sapo fight more than the Marcus Perez fight. Yeah, the Marcus Perez fight was kind of boring. First round, second round, he started taking over a little bit more. But he was just uh, pressuring him against the cage, trying to... He's more of a one-shot fighter. He's looking for that one shot to put him out. He's not putting anything together. He's not putting together combos. He might throw a one-two when he starts getting comfortable. Um, press... He'll press him against the cage. He's going to try to press Leota against the cage. I don't see him trying to stand with him too much. I think Leota's hands are going to be a little bit faster, and I think Leota can get out of there. It's a matter of Leota avoiding Anders. <clears throat> and like I said, Anders, he's not a volume He's not a volume striker. No, he did play football for Alabama. Okay. Um... I don't know. I don't know too much about Anders, but he's ten and zero. He's undefeated. He's got two fights in the UFC. He retired. He retired Rafael Natal. He knocked him out. He looked really good in that fight, but like I said, he wasn't throwing like volume punches. He did knock him out with a one-two, but other than that, he wasn't really throwing a lot of hooks or setting anything else up. He's, he's a pressure fighter. He's he's likes coming forward and kind of fainting, kind of like. Stepping forward, kind of fainting, like he's going to start to exchange and uh, lets them engage first. Nothing too, nothing too special about Eric Anders. For him, I just worry because, like you said, he is a pressure fighter. Yeah. Him getting too over aggressive and taking a fucking crane kick to the face. The Oda Machida style. Yeah, like. Those losses look really bad, and it's been what one, two, three, and but like Phil Davis was at two hundred five, and then he dropped down. Yeah, he, uh, he beat Mark Munoz at one eighty five, right? And then Gay Guard, and then Chris at one eighty five, CB at one eighty five. But then you have Luke, Yol, and Derek. Chris, those are all those are all losses, but they're all against really good guys. Yeah, I mean, he the caliber of fighter that Leota Machida has fought compared to what Eric Anders has fought is I mean Eric has two fights in the UFC Leota yeah. has 
fought champions, but he, he, yeah, it's he really is weird. getting old. He has been knocked out, you know, what, two out of his last three fights. Is Anders the favorite here just because uh, Lyoto got knocked out? But that happened in October. I thought it was soon, uh, a lot sooner than than what it really was. This was in October. Well, I mean, he's the, the favorite. He's 10-0. Because he's 10-0, he's young, Gurr. And he's got power because he's knocked out one guy. He knocked out Sapo. I mean, Sapo was, was at the end of his... I mean, obviously, he retired after that fight, and, but he had had a rough go of it going into that yeah. point. So, and This is a five-round fight, so... Yeah. What's his conditioning going to be like? I mean, he has, he's gone... He's, fought in a decision against Marcus Perez that wasn't that entertaining of a fight. Yeah. I mean, before Anders, Sapo was already on a two-fight losing streak. I'm pretty sure he already, he already had retirement in mind. I think so, too, if I remember right. Sometimes I don't remember things. I'm going to go with Machida. Yeah, I'm going to pick Machida in this one, too. Even though this guy's the favorite, I don't, I'm going with Machida. I don't think he's going to be able to get him with it, with it, that big shot that he's going to be trying to land on Machida. Yeah, the elusiveness of Machida, I think, is going to frustrate him. And then it's, you know, what's his gas tank going to be like? Um, I want to see what his wrestling will be like, too. Trying to wrestle Machida. I think Machida has good count in wrestling. Yeah. Ooh, this co-main event. Man. John Dodson taking on Pedro Munoz. Number 8 and number 10, respectively. Pedro Munoz on a four-fight winning streak. Uh, over Rob Font, Damian Stazak, Justin Scoggins, and Russell Doan. Yeah, he's coming off of uh, good wins. Do you remember the Rob Font one? Rob oh. Font was uh, he was boxing him up. They were they were trying to exchange uh, because Munoz uh, Munoz is a Muay Thai Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guy. Yep. So Munoz was trying to exchange with Font, but but Font had the better striking. Munoz was able to catch him a couple times. Font went for the takedown. And this guy right away got the neck, like deep got the neck. And they kind of scrambled for a second. And this guy's like, fuck it. And he threw up the legs and uh, got Font in it. And uh, Font started tapping and started like fucking like trying to shake out of it after the tap because it was so tight. And this guy wasn't letting go when the ref came in. Not his yeah. fault. Yeah, I do remember so that. So fucking tight. Yeah, it just looked vicious because it was so tight to begin with because he caught him. And this guy's like, shit, I'm in danger. He snapped it in. Locked the legs, and this guy's like, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> it was a pretty nice submission. Yeah. Was pretty, that was his last fight. Um, I checked out the Damian Stasiak fight, too. Um, fought on the last Machida card yeah. when he fought Brunson. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think, was that one in Brazil, too? It's because this one is a uh, Brazil yeah. card, too. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Brazil was. heavy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dodson... Coming off the loss to Marlon Moraes. That one was a close fight. A lot of people say he could have gone Dotson's way. Yeah. I mean, well, Dotson, you know, two takedowns to one where, uh, you know, Moraes had 
one submission attempt to none. And then the strikes were pretty even, 45 to 43 in favor of Murray. So it was a close fight. Uh, and then before that, he beat Eddie Wineland. Yeah, he's what two and two since going back or going yeah going back up to one thirty five. I think he. I still think he won that Lineker fight. Yeah, I thought he won the Lineker fight too. I don't know why the judges didn't give it to him. He's had two split decision losses at one thirty five, so. They're not horrible losses, and he hasn't been stopped there. It's just I've actually thought he's he's won. He should have a winning record in this division. Yeah, I think Marlon Marlon should have got the nod though, but that one was a close fight too. It could have gone either way. Yeah, could have gone either way. Whew. that's going to be an um, exciting fight. I mean, both these guys. Can throw hands. You know what? I got I got dots, and I think the striking is going to be too much for Pedro. Pedro is a Muay Thai guy, but I don't. It, he doesn't. Uh, he's not setting anything up with the jab. He likes throwing that leg kick out there, but I think Dotson is really fast, and he likes he likes putting that jab in your face, and he likes setting up nice combos. I was picking Dotson just because I think Dotson's going to be able to set a pace that Munoz can't keep up with. Yeah, exactly. Dotson's a cardio machine. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, that jab constantly in your face, the the good foot movement that Dotson has, and head movement and stuff, he's he's also very hard to hit. Yeah, Pedro's movement. not a wrestler. He's 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 a badass grappler, but he has to hurt you to get you down there, or you have to take him down there so he can catch you with something. Dotson just got to be careful of the submissions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I think Dotson's going to be able to pull out either, you know, probably pull out the decision win, get back on track again, see where it goes. Yeah, I'm going with Dotson. Um, fourth fight of the main card, Valentina Shevchenko is taking on Priscilla Kochiria. Um, I'm not going to lie, I have no idea who Priscilla is. I don't think a lot of people know who she is. No. Uh, she didn't even fight Invicta, so I couldn't even check those fights out. Um, Shevchenko, um, coming back from the loss to Mana Nunes back in September. Yeah, that one, a lot of people want to call it a lot closer than it was. I had Nunes winning this one, um, a lot easier than the, the first one. And I went back and watched that one a bunch of times too, because that pay-per-view got set back. So I, I was able to watch that fight. I thought Shevchenko could have been given the the first fight between her and Amanda and then the second one. I don't know. People complain about it to this day. They're like, she's on crown champ. She's a crown champ. She's really good, but I thought she lost that fight. Um, I think she takes out Priscilla. Yeah, I think she takes out Priscilla as well. TKO. She's got to do something impressive. Yeah. Um, I don't know how good Priscilla's wrestling is, but I don't think she's going to have anything to be able to take down Valentina to try to submit her. And Valentina's submission game is no joke. We've seen her on the floor. We've seen what she can do. And all it says for her skill breakdown is endurance, physical strength, and pressure. Zombie girl. Zombie girl. We're going to see because Valentina's going to come out with those fucking those kicks. 
striking skills. I really like her striking. She's really good. Well, I mean, and, and bullet. Don't forget, she can sub you. Yeah. That's Juliana Pena. Mm-hmm. That, that came so... out of fucking nowhere. That shit was Yeah, that was slick. so unexpected. I was like, whoa, that was so nice. Well, she's got 43% submission. She's got more submission uh, than knockouts. Than yeah. knockouts, yeah. Just unexpected. Yeah, I got, I got her by decision, probably. It is only three rounds. Yeah. Uh, third fight, uh, Michael Preziers, Michel, uh, he's, versus Desmond Green. Yeah. He's on a five fight win streak. Uh, Preziers or Desmond? Preziers. Preziers, yeah, Preziers, I checked out a bunch of his fights before this, uh, for previous cars not too long ago. He's the guy that was hitting the north-south chokes. Oh yeah, is that yeah. The, he's the one that got that on what, Berkman. Yeah, Berkman, and, and then that Bra same yeah he hit a, he hit it on someone else too. Mads Brazel, yeah, uh, Mads Brunel. Yeah, yes, I do remember those two North South chokes. Yeah, both in 2017, back to back. Uh he's got uh, that. Just goes to show you, if you can hit two North South chokes, you're fucking you're a killer you're on the floor. Yeah, yeah. legit as fuck. And uh, Desmond has shown some vulnerability on the floor, like either being wrestled or controlled there. Well, yeah, so. I mean, well, against Rustam, Rustam Habilov too. Yeah, Habilov is uh, it's a tough dude, especially on the floor. <laughs> yeah, little mini Habib. Those those Russians are no joke, man. That Sambo is killer. Yeah, that so. combat Sambo. That's not a mini. Uh, He's the same size as a B, but to me, it's a matter of Prezeris getting down Desmond to the floor, and, and uh, I think once he has him there, it's his it's his fight to lose. He's not going to lose if he has him on the floor. Yeah, I, I don't, Desmond's going to be able to do anything if he gets him down. But standing up, I think Desmond can uh, can put out Prezeris. Prezeris is a pretty big dude. But he's given up a lot. Well, not big height, but uh, got big shoulders. Them Brazilians. Get them, USADA. <laughs> They've been catching a lot of them. Yep. USADA, test that boy. Uh, yeah, I got. Uh, I'm going to go with Prezeris. I think he yeah, I'm going with Preserves too. I'm think, kinda scared of his submission game. Nah, I think I think Desmond Green will he'll duck some kind of shot and slip a punch or something and take him to the ground and then start working towards it and see what he's got. Second fight of the main card, Timmy Copstash Johnson. Taking yeah, on Marcelo GoFundMe money. Yeah, getting that GoFundMe money, getting his camp to fucking into Brazil. Oh, Marcelo Gomes beat Christian Colombo back in or Colombo by submission back in two thousand October. That's his only. That's the only fight, and the last yeah. on the last Brazil card. Yep. <laughs> 
Oh, um, Timmy. He's fought in some weird organization, Mr. Cage Championship. Mr. Cage? Yeah. That's where Sure Dog is good. It does tell There's... you all the weird shit that. Yeah. I Combat. I don't know where that one is. It Ichiban Combat Championship. Thunder Fight 4. Well. Espera, Espera FC. It's, it's some weird organizations. He's undefeated. He's 6 0. Well, according to Mr. TKOs. Mr. Johnson's um, fight trajectory, he is due for a win because he is one and lost. One started off with a win, loss, win, loss, win. And then his last fight against Junior Albini was a loss. So... Taking cops. Albini dash. had some good striking. I don't know why he didn't at least that against Arlovsky in his last fight. I don't know if he was kind of holding the trigger. Albini, I think he was but... hesitant to pull the trigger because, I mean, even though he's old and beaten up, Andre Arlovsky still Andre Arlovsky. He can still yeah. crack you. Yeah, but Albini was unloading some nasty kicks on uh, on Timothy Johnson. Yeah, and he got the win on Timothy Johnson in, in their last fight. Yeah, he actually put him out. Yeah, yep, he first round KO. Yeah, who you got? Those kicks are setting up. Um, man, I, I, Timothy Johnson's a grinder. He might not be the flashiest. He might not put you out, but he's. I think he's going to get a hold of him and grind them against the cage, take him down, and just be dirty about it. Have the ref try to stand them up a couple times. He's not going to do a lot, but I think he's going to do enough to stop Golm just because of the experience level. Yeah, like I said, I, I've got I've got Johnson. He's due for a win based on his on his trajectory. Sure, on his trajectory. Ooh. I don't I don't necessarily like his style all that much, but he gets it done sometimes. He just grinds him out on the cage and control, control, control. Opening fight of the card is going to be a fun one. Tiago Santos and Anthony Smith. Yeah, I had no, I did not realize how long Tiago Santos has been in the UFC. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. He's been in the UFC since 2013. <laughs> been there a while. Yeah, he's got some names on his resume too. Some losses: Uriah Hall, Cesar uh, Ferreira, but he's beat Steve Bosseith, Elias Theodoro, Nate Marquardt. He's lost to Musasi. He's lost to Spicely. He's got Jack Hermanson as a win on his as a TKO on his last fight. So, like I said, he's been there forever, and he hasn't been put out of the organization just because he'll he'll string together some a good haul of wins. So he'll put together four wins, go on a two fight loss streak, get another three, and that's where we're at right now. He's on a three fight win streak against Anthony Smith. Yeah. And Denny Smith is on a three-fight win streak. All KOs. Yeah, he's been KOing dudes. Hector Lombard, Andrew Sanchez, Elvis Mutapik. This is going to be a fun little fight. It's not going to last long. You don't think it'll last long? I don't think this fight goes out of the second round. I, I really don't think it's going to get out of the first round, but I, I, at the latest, it's going mid-second. 
Ah, man, this one's tough to pick. I'm going to go with uh, Tiago Santos. It's a coin flip fight. It's going to be who's going to yeah. crack that one shot because both these guys have one shot knockout power. Yeah, and they're both going to go in. They like going in from what I remember oh, yeah. seeing Smith fight and Santos. They're both, they, they don't back down. No, and Tiago likes those body <clears throat> kicks. But, yeah, I'm going to pick Tiago, but I, I'm not going to be shocked if, if Smith cracks him. It's a 50-50 fight, man. It's a coin flip. Who's going to hit that shot first? But I'm going to, I'm like you, I'm going to take Tiago Santos. Sergio Moraes and Tim Means in the FS1 featured fight. Oh, Dirty Bird. Was the Dirty Bird the one that got caught for Dirty Supplement and then got... Yeah. Then he got cleared. Yeah, he got cleared because it was really dirty. They found out it, it was tainted. He was busy in 2017. Three fights? Yeah. He lost two of them. One to Oliveira, which was a rescheduled from a, a no contest with Oliveira from that knee. Oh, you yeah, know? the knee, yep. And then, uh, so he lost that one. And then he beat Gar- Alex Garcia Cowboy. Yep. And then he lost to Bilal Muhammad. Split decision. Isn't it Cowboy uh, Oliveras? To uh, Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying it wasn't oh. the other Cowboy. It was Cowboy Oliveras, right? Or Oliveira, uh, I mean. Is that the cowboy? Who's yeah. Alex Garcia then? Alex Garcia is. Uh... I don't know who Alex Garcia is. Oh, okay. The, the, the Dominican Nightmare. So, yeah, yeah. Alex uh, Oliveira, the cowboy. Yeah, so... that was the one that got rescheduled from the knee. Yep, I remember that knee. Cracked him around the dome. Sergio's coming off a loss to Kamaro Usman. Oh. That punch that made him roll forward. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, I remember that fucking punch. God damn. Before that, he was on a two-fight win streak, both decisions. So this is gonna probably be a grinded-out fight. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go with means. Yeah. Well, uh, if it's close, I mean, it's it's Brazil, so yeah. I'm gonna take Sergio Moraes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing there. Well, you know, judges they they get a little. Hey, it's smart, bro. It's smart. It's because <laughs> <laughs> this one's probably going to the judges. So yeah. Uh, let's see what else is on here worth talking about. Um, ooh, yeah. Sylvia Dragon Chito Vera. Ecuador versus Brazil. Oh, Douglas Silva. And yeah. It's funny because uh, I think Douglas Silva was like a KO machine up until he got to the UFC. And his first fight, his first fight in the UFC versus uh, Zabiria Tuck, 
Chikagov. I can't even pronounce that name. His first fight in the UFC, he lost uh, decision, but he was KOing everybody before that. But he was, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure all those organizations were Brazil. Yeah, jungle fight, jungle fight, jungle fight, Shudo. So he was destroying everyone in Brazil, and then once he got to the... Once they eyed him and they brought him to the UFC, he lost, and then he beat Cody Gibson, beat Enrique Briones, and then fought, uh, choked him out. Um, Vera's coming off of the loss to John Lineker. Before that, he was on the Yeah, Chito Vera's pretty good, though. Yeah, Chito's got uh, pretty good hands. He hasn't been stopped, and the losses he has had aren't that devastating. The one against Lineker. Lineker did win, but it wasn't that crazy of a win. He didn't put him out like everyone thought he was. Right. No, he he made it all three rounds with Lineker. So. Yeah. I don't remember the Davy Grant one for Chito Vera. That was back in 2016. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Marlon Vera. I, I, I liked what I've seen, and I think uh, Douglas uh, Silva de Andrade was – his fighting record was a little bit inflated to get to the UFC, and then once he got there, he was kind of – Exposed. Not exposed, but, you know, his skill set was put to the test, and it wasn't where people thought it was at. I'm not saying he sucks. I'm just saying I think Vera's better. It's a very political answer, sir. <laughs> Respectable. Political. <laughs> I got I got Vera as well. I think he's uh he's gonna outpoint him, outlast him. Just gotta watch out for that you know, that big shot that uh Silva can land. Yeah, it's funny, you would think he would be a submission <laughs> artist. It's definitely a uh KO artist. Check out the look at the size of this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to be shocked if he pisses hot? Nope. No. Um, I think Vera's a better striker. I think Vera's going to just, uh, he's the longer guy, too. If he uses his reach well, he's got this. Opening fight of the FS2 prelims is pretty exciting. That's, I mean, not ex- it's a good fight. Iriel uh, Kintara and Joe Soto. Oh, yeah, Joe Soto? Yeah. Yeah. He got thrown in there against T.J. Dillashaw, for people that don't remember when. Uh, <laughs> on less than 24 hours' notice. I mean, he was on the card, yeah. but. Yeah, because Henan Barrao. Passed the fuck out. Yeah, and hit his head or something. Yep. And then after that, he, he lost two more after that. But then he recovered and went on a three-fight winning streak and beat Ronnie Yaya. The thing is, in his last fight, um, I kind of give him a pass on this. Oh, the calf slicer? Yeah, yeah from man. Brett Johns, just because you can 100% tell he, it was unexpected. No one ever saw that coming. Not that it's never been done before, but, it, like, no one's – the setup for the, what Brett did was crazy. It, it was There was almost no setup to it. He fell perfectly into it, and uh, Joe Soto, by the time he realized it, it was he was already getting his calf fucking ripped apart. Uh, he he had to submit real quick. Um, I don't. Nasty. I don't. I just. I, I. I don't know. I don't. He. He didn't get submitted by Ronnie Aya. I just think he was really caught off guard by that one. Um, I think he takes out Alquintara. I gotta re- go back and rewatch that fight. 
Oh, you you didn't see the cast slicer in there? I saw the highlights of it, but that was um that was the night I was at Rogan. Okay. And by the time we got back to the hotel and shit, it was like fucking two o'clock in the morning, one one thirty, two o'clock in the morning and shit. So we ordered some food, smoked weed, and passed the fuck out. So you know, I've never, I never actually watched the. I mean, I just saw the the highlight of the cast slicer. That's really the whole fight itself. But yeah, that's just that's just a fight. It's really set up out of out of thin air. It's just like poof, cast slicer. But I also haven't watched it in a little while. So yeah. I'm gonna do that after, before I go to bed tonight. Oh, what else? Joseph Morales and Davison Figueroa. On the early prelims, both undefeated fighters. Yeah, thirteen and zero, and nine and zero, respectively. I don't know. Anything, I don't know much about them. I looked at the records. Me either. I don't really. And then we got two shadow people, Pollyanna Viana. Yeah, and Robert Sanchez is Morales's only fight in there. This guy's only got two fights in there. It's actually a good card, a free card. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad for, you know. It's not going to draw a lot. No. It's not going to, I mean, it's the night before the Super Bowl, maybe. But, I don't know. I don't think the ratings are going to be great. It's not, a, it's not, there's not a lot on it to be screaming to people, hey, you should really watch this fight. There are good fights for yeah. hardcore fans or for, you know, more than And there casuals. are names, but it's just on one side. The, the names are one-sided on the fights. They separate, they divided up the names, they didn't put them against each other in this card. Yeah. I, I'll, I don't think I have anything going on. I'll be watching. If not, I'll be watching on Sunday before the Super Bowl. I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be watching. Uh, let's talk a little news. Uh, I was officially announced yesterday, today, today that Fabricio Verdum and Alexander Volkov are going to headline UFC Fight Night 127 in London. I'm sure tickets will be flying out the window now. You don't seem too excited about that, that fight, this Jeff. Awesome main event has been you made. You don't sound excited at all, bro. Are you excited? Are you excited about this fight, bro? This guy's European, of course. <laughs> Isn't that what the UFC's saying? Because this guy's European, we should be excited. He's fighting for Doom because he's Russian. Because he's Russian and fighting in fucking England. Yes, buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That's what the UFC saying by not giving anyone from London on this card. They're just like, yeah, whatever. Just throw some fucking guy from over there. But he's Russian. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> they really do that weird shit with the European cards. They just grab people from everywhere. Yeah. It's like, whatever. He's fucking from the... He's from that hemisphere, right? He's not from America. So just... The Europeans will buy it. Yeah, that's fine. Just throw anybody from Europe. Yeah, just put them against an American, all right? They'll love it. We're in fucking... It doesn't matter where we are. Just put Europeans on the card. Yeah, right? 
No, I'm not excited. This shit's going to be a fucking terrible card. And they, and, and they used UFC 3 to fucking announce it. In a tweet. They uploaded a video from UFC 3. What? I'm looking at the tweet right now on the bloody elbow. And they use like gameplay animation from UFC 3 for oh, the okay. fight announcement. Okay. I was so confused. I'm like. Sorry. The third UFC? No. EA UFC 3. Oh. My bad. Not actual UFC 3. Yay. Wah, wah. Speaking of wah, wahs. Hey, guess what? It came out that Anderson Silva tested positive for synthetic testosterone and a diuretic. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I wish the people could see your face. Well, I've always been a, I've always been a Fedor. Like, I've always loved Fedor. He was always my favorite fighter. And to some extent, he still is. You know, still love Fedor. Um... Not to not to shit on Anderson or anything. I just thought he picked where he wanted to fight, you know, and maybe that was smart of him. But sometimes it made for really boring fights, and I always just thought Fedor fought his opponent. Sometimes even if it was at a disadvantage, he made it an advantage and won. Yeah. No, um, I think the, the, the best thing that happened to Anderson was fucking Chael Sonnen. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because... It made people interested in Anderson Silva again. Yeah, nobody even, gave even though he shit. got his ass kicked and just pulled off a submission. Well, it, just even the buildup for the first fight, like, you know, going in before that, his fight with Damian Maya was terrible. Yeah. His fight with Nate Marquardt was terrible. Yeah, those ladies, horrible. I mean, he, he knocked out. He was out, acting like a monkey. He was moving around like a monkey and shit. He knocked out around. Forrest, but it looked like he barely tapped Forrest, and Forrest just yeah. fell. Mm-hmm. Forrest gave it to him. He was coming straight at him. You never go straight at him. No. You're giving him the... He's like, all right, he's just going to come forward. Fucking Anderson angled off and caught him. Boof. You gave him the chin. Yep. But, so, um... And, uh... Anderson... I'm not saying he was always on him. I just... I'm not surprised. You know, he's old. Yeah. 42. He wants to keep fighting. He's going to do what he can. Not anymore. He's going to retire. Yeah, he exactly. He's too old to come back from such a lengthy suspension, especially from it being a synthetic steroid. Yeah. Yeah, that's heavy. Synthetic testosterone. That's the second time, too, so it's probably going to be... Is that a ban? Like, well, a... his first time wasn't under USADA. Okay. It was His first suspension was handed out by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. All right. Um, but it's not going to look favorable on him to have a suspension. Yeah. And so USAD is probably going to hit him with at least a two year as a repeat offender. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's the case. It's going to be four because he's a repeat offender with aggravating circumstances, potentially doubling the maximum ban to eight years. Damn, then when would he come back? Like 40 Never. fucking two? Yeah. Never. 42. He's already 42. How old is he? Old? Yeah, he's old as shit. He's like 40-something. 40 42. So he would is come he? back and then he's 50. Yeah. 
Oh my God, no! Yeah, he's forty. He wouldn't wouldn't come back. He said if he gets a lengthy suspension, he's probably gonna. According to a report, no, I thought he said he he wasn't done even if he got suspended. He was saying that God was the only one that could stop him or something, so he was gonna fight God in the octagon. Um, not that last part, but you know, I think I it know. was in the I think it was in the story. Uh, that I was that. Um, Ryan put up on the page where it said something about him that he was going to retire. Oh, okay. If if he got a lengthy suspension, he would retire. But let me... Um, yeah, according to MMA Weekly, Anderson Silva reportedly tests positive for testosterone, likely to retire if he gets a lengthy USADA suspension. Well, he's getting that suspension, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, start that retirement party, Anderson. Yep. Say goodbye. Na 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 na. <laughs> um. Max Holloway is saying that uh, more weight cutting rules coming. Uh, it's gonna probably be the potential move for him to go up to lightweight. Yeah, he says that they they. They're always uh, shocked that he makes the weight uh, when he when he has to cut weight. That they're always shocked. He's the a doctors big dude. And shit. Yeah, he's a lot bigger. Him versus Frankie's gonna be tough for Frankie, man. Fuck yeah, it is. It's not a fun fight, but it'd be kind of awesome if he moves up with the one forty five pound belt, and then. Moves up to get the get the one fifty five pound belt. That's a, set up that. It's uh, a bumpy road, man. That, yeah, set up that counter fight right away. Make the rematch. That's a bumpy road. Him versus Tony would be fun. That would be an interesting fight, just because of the clash of styles. Yeah, they're two unorthodox strikers. Would be a fun fight. They love mixing it up where where it goes, it goes. Yep. Yup. Um, Chris Weidman would like to have the winner or the. What do you say? Yeah, he's targeting the winner of the Luke Rockhold Yoel Romero fight for his return. What? So you're gonna? How the fuck are you gonna target? I didn't even think about that. How the fuck are you gonna target the interim champ for your return fight? Get the Bobby f- Knuckles is good to go. You can't do that. Get the fuck out of here, Wideman. I'm sorry. I love you, but sit down, son. Yeah, Jockery's free. Hit him up. You could fight the loser. Yeah, that fight makes sense. I don't know why yeah, I didn't think. I don't know why I didn't think about that when we were having this discussion <laughs> the other day. But I was listening back to the show today, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that would make sense. Because it would be a, a rematch for either, for, yeah, for either one of those. Like for him, at least it would make sense for to Jacare too. Yeah, and it makes sense for Jacare. So, good luck, Weidman. Yeah, good. It's a luck. tough fucking. That's a murderer's row of guys. That it's a tough sell. That's just a tough sell in general to try to say that. Hey, I should get the interim champion upon my return. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know you're the former champ, but... But he beat Gaslam. Come on. 
<laughs> I know he did, and I picked against him, and I feel bad about I it. I did, too. I, well, I don't feel bad about it, but I did pick against him, too. I feel bad about it, mostly because i got to still do a bet. Uh, last story of the night, uh, Michael Chiesa versus Anthony Pettis is verbally agreed upon for UFC 223. That card is just stacking up. Yeah. I like it. I like this fight. I'm down with that fight. I like Chiesa in this fight. I think he's going to fucking out-wrestle the shit out of Anthony Pettis. Dude, listening to Ben Askren um, on Joe Rogan gave me a lot of perspective as to why the Pettis fucking sucks so bad at wrestling because Askren doesn't really work with anybody. He don't fuck with MMA guys because they don't like to listen. They don't want to commit. So that explains why Anthony Pettis sucks so bad at wrestling. Yeah, that was, he, trains, he trains with someone else. They have someone else Yeah, there. he trains with Izzy. Yeah. Which he should be a lot better of a wrestler from that. And I think maybe he trains with whoever is working at Dukes. But I know they go down to Albuquerque to work with Izzy a lot. Izzy's a badass wrestling coach. But I always thought Askren was the head coach over at Dukes. Yeah, me too. They're not head coach, but head wrestling but coach. But wrestling coach, yeah, at yeah. least. No, yeah. Nope. He'd rather work with high school kids. Mm-hmm. At the Askren Academy. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's he's got a really good thing going on over there at Askren Academy. He posts, like, daily technique videos that I see all the time on Facebook. Nice. Him and his brother. And he talks about, like, the MMA thought of the day or something, right? He was talking about that on Rogan. I always like, wonder. The, I, the lesson of the day. Yeah, the lesson of the day. I always wonder why his brother never went into MMA. Brother was a good wrestler. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know who he is. Um, he was national champ at Missouri two-time. Three time. Heavier? Lighter. I think he was a weight class below Ben, and then he moved up when Ben graduated. I believe that's how it went. This was a long time ago, so. And I can't even think of his brother's first name right now i want to say it's cody but no that's not right max max askren that's his brother he was a uh, division one national champ too wrestling family dude they were fucking badasses man yeah he's got some sick wrestling the fu- some funky wrestling yup that's his nickname man yeah funky funky Ben Askren cause of that funky style And that fucking hairdo, man. He used to have a fucking <laughs> curls and shit out to here. Looking like Just adds to it. Just adds to it. Yep, looking like Sideshow Bob coming out of his fucking headgear and shit. Yeah. Yeah, Ben. I mean, Ben still is a hell of a wrestler, but Ben was a hell of a fucking wrestler in college and then went to the Olympics. 
fucked up Johnny Hendricks. No, I thought Johnny Hendricks fucked him up. Uh, Johnny Hendricks beat him when they were young, like younger. Yeah, and he always wanted to get that win back, but uh, he never was able to get it. What a fucked up Johnny Hendricks. He, he, he talks about it. He, he talked about it in the JRE. Yeah. Yup. They trade like they worked out together and shit. Practiced. I've heard about Ben kicking his ass in practice. Oh, okay. So that's talking about practice? You're talking about practice. shit. Shit goes down in a wrestling room, bro. Yeah, no, I remember trying to get uh takedowns on dudes and you're just driving through them and dudes are like, Hey, hey, calm down, calm down, calm down. Because you're just trying to get that takedown. Dude, stop and He's like, fuck you. You're not getting the shit. You, I've seen, like, like video from the University of Iowa and a lot of other college wrestling rooms, though. But, like, you get a bunch of fucking Division One ranked wrestlers training with each other, and they're just fucking going balls out. All testosterone. Everyone's pushing each other. Yeah. It wants to make each other better. Yeah, uh, there was a video not long ago. This kid, they just took his red shirt off um, from Iowa. His name's Spencer Lee. And they showed him in practice going against, like, three weight classes of all top ten ranked Division One wrestlers from Iowa. And he just fucking Spencer's kicking the shit out of him. And the kid's a freshman. So they were like, yep, we're just going to. We're going to take that red shirt off you, throw you in, and then he just comes in and upsets like the number one fucking ranked wrestler and shit. It's awesome. Badass. Badass little motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I got anything else. You got anything? Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot else in MMA news. Nah. Nah, we kind of covered it. A lot of bullshit, but nothing worth talking about Mm-mm. and ryan's keeping up on shit with the page shout out to ryan nice we love you dempsey yeah shout out to ryan flying ryan flying ryan <laughs> <laughs> crying ryan <laughs> is that what you're giving him crying ryan no <laughs> it's, it's actually what we used to call my cousin i have a little cousin oh, okay. named ryan He's a little crybaby bitch, so we always called him Crying mm. Ryan. I'm telling on you guys. <laughs> Fucking Crying Ryan. I like Flying Ryan for Dempsey. I think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's that time of the night. You got anything before we go? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Tell your parents you love them at every opportunity you get. Uh, it was just mom's birthday. Yeah. Um, so I love my mom. Oh. You guys should love your mom too. Yeah. Our mom's birthdays yeah. are a day apart, apparently. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Happy birthday to your mom. Happy birthday to my mom. Yeah. Happy birthday to your mom, Jeff. Happy birthday to everyone's mom. Yeah. Happy, happy mom's. Yeah, happy Mom's Day. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> yes. Happy <laughs> early Mom's Day. Happy early Mom's Day. Yeah. Enjoy your uh, taking your mom out to dinner tomorrow. We did that last Sunday. We all mm-hmm. went out for dinner. 
Good times. Yeah, we're doing we're doing that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, check out Full Heel Podcast for all your WWE breakdowns. I just re- I just released one with Jamie. We talk about the Royal Rumble, Ronda Rousey. Um, and I have some old ones that I've broken down before. Not Royal Rumbles, but old Starcades, old uh, WWE pay-per-views. And check me out Saturday. I'm, I'll be doing a Fight Companion, and I do Fight Companions every Saturday. Live on YouTube at Folio Podcast. Yeah. Drop a comment. Drop a like. Yeah, get in, yeah. Get in those chats. Yeah, brother. Get in those chats. Just let me tell you something. <laughs> when the mega powers unite. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where we'll wind up. The stratosphere? The ionosphere? <laughs> Either way, we're going to be high as fuck. Yeah. The marijuana sphere. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always in the marijuana sphere. <laughs> Jesus. OG had me like what? <laughs> Ooh. God damn. All right. On that note, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA show. Make sure you guys are going on to iTunes and SoundCloud and dropping reviews and rating. Go over to the Full Hill podcast, give them five stars. Yeah. You yeah. go to other shows and just hit up your podcast. Any podcast you listen to, no matter who it is, go and give them a review. It helps with a lot of things. The algorithms hit the subscription button. That helps get them in front of more eyes. Congratulations still to Kyle for being in the top 10 on iTunes for yeah. MMA podcast. That's fucking badass, man. Yeah. He ain't trying to get out of there. Nah, nah, go, go drop loudmouth. Five stars. Give Loaded Joe's five stars. Give everybody five stars. Show that love. Yeah. Five star frog splash to everybody. Oh, God. Yes. The five stars frog. Ah, yes. Look at you. We're going to end it right there on the five stars frog splash. Almost fucked that up. (laughs) Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. All right, Joes, we'll be back next week to break down this week's card and preview UFC 221. Until then, for Rafael Chaidez, I'm Jeff Shanahan. We'll see you guys next week for another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Kick that mule. <laughs> Kick that mule. Uh, when I was, what?